This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. We're going to twist things up just a little bit today because we're going to be talking about potentially being an employee, so it's not your business, Um, but things that every single person, even if you are a business owner, things that you should be doing pertaining to your career. And so please join me in welcoming Deborah Wheatman to our program today. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. Always fun to talk with another Deb, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Two Debs. <laughs> yep, yep. So let me tell people just a little bit about you and then we'll dive in. Sure. So Deborah Wheatman, CPRW, CPCC, is the founder and president of Careers Done Right, and that's W-R-I-T-E, a marketing and personal branding company providing comprehensive services to job seekers and professionals who are proactive about managing their professional development and career planning efforts. She guides clients in establishing and reaching goals aligned with their professional needs. Deborah works in career management, leadership strategy, interpersonal engagement, change management, and performance in post-M&A environments. So again, Deborah, welcome. Thank you so much. Great, great. Well, one of the first things that I always like to do with my guests is to have them tell us a little bit about how they got to where they are today and how you discovered that this truly is your passion in life. Yeah, that's a great question. And thank you for asking because I call careers done right my happy accident, really, mm-hmm. because I didn't actually start out in this this mm-hmm. particular thing. Okay. I was a communications and journalism student in school, and I've mm-hmm. always been a writer. Mm-hmm. This sort of, I kind of fell into this, oddly enough. And just to make a very long story short, I was working um, for a big media company, and mm-hmm. my friend approached me and said, Someone else needs help at this startup company. Do you want to go help them? This is the nature of the work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I basically did that as sort of like my side hustle. Okay. And that side hustle ultimately became what was at the time sort Mm -hmm. of two full-time jobs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I subsequently launched Careers Done Right Mm -hmm. from that effort. So that Mm -hmm. was, um, I don't know, that's about almost 18 years ago now. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. You know, and... it's something, you know, resume writing, things like that are things that we tend to think we only do in our 20s, right? And then you never have to do it again. And as I was saying in the intro, it is something that you should always have and always have current. Um, I applied to be on a board not long ago, and they said, we need your resume. And I went, my what? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, I hadn't had a resume in 20 years. And so it is something that always should be current because you you do never know 
why you need it. So let's talk about the why it's so important to hire someone to to do your resume for you. Because, you know, even when you're just starting out, it, it is something that I think we all need to think about is, so you know, why would we hire it done? So this is a brand building exercise, just mm-hmm. like you would if you were applying for a full-time job right. or a board mm-hmm. seat or whatever it is. It's about your brand. It's mm-hmm. about telling the story of you. Mm-hmm. Every one of us has things about us that are unique and special and mm-hmm. wonderful, right? And the difference is that's what make the, makes mm-hmm. the world go around. Right. The same thing exists for your resume. Mm-hmm. And that brand and that story needs to be illustrated in that document. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to keep these things updated and make mm-hmm. sure that you have them? Well, as you see, Deb, for you, it was because you mm-hmm. had a board opportunity right. and you were probably then like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I have right. to have this thing mm-hmm. together. Right? I haven't had a resume in 20 years. Right. And a lot of people have that problem. They, they don't remember where they worked mm-hmm. even. They don't remember the dates. They don't remember the duties. Mm-hmm. They don't remember the achievements. Mm-hmm. It's really good to keep it, even if you never use it, even mm-hmm. if you're a business owner, and I can talk a little bit about mm-hmm. why it's important for those people as well. Mm-hmm. But for those people seeking opportunities where they don't own a business and they're pursuing mm-hmm. work at a company, let's just right. say. It's important to keep a history and memorialize mm-hmm. all of mm-hmm. the good things that you've done. I don't remember, Deb, what I did last week. I know. What oh, I did you week. and me both. Mm-hmm. Okay. So having that written down provides you with a couple mm-hmm. of things. One, it provides you with the history of what mm-hmm. you've done. Two, it serves as sort of the master plan, if you will, mm-hmm. when you have a situation right. where someone calls you and says, I need a board resume mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm considering you for a board position. Mm-hmm. and we need a resume Mm -hmm. or we have a really exciting opportunity and we want a resume. You won't then have to start from scratch and try to remember Mm -hmm. all of the good things that you've done. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to be possible. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it is, we don't remember what we did last week, let alone five, 10, maybe 15 or more years ago. Exactly. And so keeping that and keeping those notes for yourself, Mm -hmm. even if you never need it. Right. In the off chance that you Mm -hmm. do, then you have it. You have it written down, you have it memorialized, Mm -hmm. and you can go back to your notes Mm -hmm. and put something together Mm -hmm. if, in fact, you find yourself in need of one. That's maybe Mm -hmm. for an employee. Mm -hmm. For someone who owns their own business, it's also important for these people to have it too. Why? How are you getting new business? Mm -hmm. What is sort of the plan and the pathway to get Mm -hmm. new business? Of course, I'm sure you're leveraging your network, which is great. Mm -hmm. And you're speaking to people and you're getting referrals. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful. You will find yourself, and I know a number of people who have had this, where they say, you know what? I'd really love to see something about you. Do you have any materials that you Mm -hmm. can share? I'd Mm -hmm. love to see a resume of some kind or a Mm -hmm. bio Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. that shows the history of the work Mm -hmm. you've done and the achievements in those areas. Mm -hmm. What better way to provide that than in your resume? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and of course, I'm a big supporter of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's a perfect place to be keeping all of those items, um, you know, because you should just be updating your profile. I mean, how many times have we looked at someone's profile and we go, hmm, not sure when the last time is that they <laughs> do it? You know, and, and so you can be going in and maybe you are the business owner and you, you know, maybe you just do a recap once a year and you can say, you know, 2020, we had five new clients. We did this, we did this, we did this. Um, you know, and and because that's that's something, and then it's a great place to be keeping some work examples, um, you know, and and because you can put those in there. But then if you do need an actual printed resume, again, you've got that archive. Right. You should keep that. I wouldn't recommend necessarily putting your resume on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Mm -hmm. is the place. That's the appetizer, Mm -hmm. not the main course. Right. But Mm -hmm. yes, you're teasing them. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. But you can certainly keep examples of your work there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, keeping it updated and looking at it and making sure that it's Mm -hmm. relevant and timely. You should be doing that. It's sort of like keeping your house clean. Right. right. You want to sweep up once in a while, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. sure the kitchen's clean if you're having guests over. So it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And LinkedIn mm-hmm. and these other tools, whatever social platforms you're mm-hmm. on, you do need to keep good hygiene. Mm-hmm. And you need to also remember that it, these are professional sites and it's a professional brand. Mm-hmm. You're trying to grow, manage, maintain. Mm-hmm. So if you keep those principles in mind, mm-hmm. your brand will always be pristine. Right. Let's talk more about brand. You know, I think so many people don't 
recognize that they have a personal brand. So what is it and why is it so important? And it, you know, I don't care if you're 20 or 80, you know, why is it so important? It's important because as you go through life, professionally, personally, Mm -hmm. your brand is the thing that other people's, that comes to other people's mind Mm -hmm. when they think of you. Okay. What do you want that to be? Mm -hmm. Not everybody can be Oprah, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody is Richard Branson. Right. So, but they worked really hard at that. They did. Mm -hmm. They worked really hard to build that, Mm -hmm. right? And to build that persona, Mm -hmm. to build the thing that other people think of them. Mm -hmm. It's important because reputation, Mm -hmm. reputation, reputation. Right. These are the things that establish Mm -hmm. your reputation. Mm -hmm. When they say, oh, Deb Cryer, oh, Mm -hmm. I know her. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a little bit about Deb. Mm -hmm. What she does and why her, mm-hmm. what she does is so cool, and, mm-hmm. and you should really be in touch with her. Let me make an introduction. Mm-hmm. That's part of brand building, mm-hmm. and that's part of why building your brand helps so many other mm-hmm. areas of your career. Mm-hmm. It's good for networking. Mm-hmm. It's good for meeting new people. It's good for sharing new ideas. Mm-hmm. It's good for promoting the ideas that you've been providing mm-hmm. over the course of whatever time frame that you've been engaging, either mm-hmm. online, in person, virtually, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and one of the things where I see people slip up, and and you know, I'm, I'm guessing you do too, is that lovely thing called social media. You know, they might have like a a truly wonderful LinkedIn profile. But if you look at their LinkedIn or their their Twitter accounts, their Instagram, their TikTok, their Facebook, I mean, all of those things, it can, one post can destroy your, your reputation. Absolutely. And it's really important. You know, people think like, oh, if I just post this one thing, it's, you know, Mm-hmm. No one's going to see it. Mm-hmm. You know what? These things, they never go away. That right. digital footprint, mm-hmm. it's there forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forever. And I mean, per- for myself personally, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty private person. Mm-hmm. I don't really share a lot of personal mm-hmm. things online, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure like, you know, people like I know, mm-hmm. they will like, post Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they'll post a picture of themselves in the hospital with like tubes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they have all of these random photos mm-hmm. at different places, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not suggesting that it's not okay mm-hmm. to share some right. of your personal life. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fine. People do it. I get mm-hmm. it. But I think there's a limit. And for mm-hmm. your professional brand, is it really necessary mm-hmm to show this particular photo. What are you getting out Mm -hmm. of? And I'm going to use the hospital example Mm -hmm. again. For some reason, I see a lot of that. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people like they're Mm -hmm. waiting in the ER. Like, Mm -hmm. what is that doing for your brand? I know. And especially if I look at that picture and go, ah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say not much is the answer. Mm -hmm. Right. right? You want to be smart about the things Mm -hmm. that you post Mm -hmm. with the thought in the back of your mind, who's going to be seeing this potentially what at the end of the day, what is it going to mm-hmm. do for me? Right. right. If you're thinking about your, the growth of your, and your development mm-hmm. as a, as a professional, mm-hmm. right. And that's the thing that's driving you. Mm-hmm. Then I say, be more judicious mm-hmm. in the things that you post. Right. Not everybody needs to have the intimate details mm-hmm. of your life mm-hmm. splashed across the right. social. Yeah. Well, and you can limit who sees what. I mean, you yes, know, on on, on some of the platforms at least. Yes. But you know, what amazes me is the trolls of the world. Um, now, if if I'm hiring someone, you can darn well better know I'm going to look back at at somebody's history. Yes. Um, you know, I want to see what's going on. But yeah, the trolls are are kind of bizarre. I mean, we saw a story earlier this week, I believe, where the singer Carrie Underwood liked all she did was click the like button on a video and and i don't remember if it was pro or anti-vax or mask i mean it's this whole big hullabaloo with all of that now and people were just ripping her to shreds now you know it was like okay maybe she clicked it on accident i mean you know you never know right we're going through some of these things fast your mouse goes you know and and, you know you meant to click on the cute cat video and you got that one instead (laughs) but you know, it's, it really is amazing how sometimes people look at those things. But if you are, you know, your personal brand, I mean, people will go back. They will go back years um, to, to see will. things. 
And I tell people, go in and delete them. Now, you know, they still do kind of exist out in that nebulous area. But, you know, if you were silly enough to post the pictures of your drunken debauchery weekend, (laughs) at least delete them, you know, so that it's a little harder to find. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's interesting because I see a ton of, um, you know, people online and Mm -hmm. I never respond to anything. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I, right. I just keep because you never know how somebody's going to take it, right? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. need to get. This is ten minutes of time I'll never see again. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't need to get into an argument with someone mm-hmm. over any topic. Right. Period. The end. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Yet when I scroll and I just, you know, my daughter is also this way, like a voyeur. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. look, but I never comment. Right. And so I just look and I scroll around and I see all of these people getting into arguments. I'm like, I wonder how mm-hmm. long it took you people to, to get into this, mm-hmm. whereby nobody found common ground. Right. And, you know, 30 minutes later, mm-hmm. you're mad, mm-hmm. you know, you need a pressure pill mm-hmm. and nothing's been accomplished. Right. Whereas you could have taken that 30 minutes mm-hmm. and done something really productive with mm-hmm. your Anything productive. <laughs> you could have cleaned your stove. I mean, yes. you know. <laughs> You could have taken your dog for a walk. You Mm -hmm. could have played with your cat. Mm -hmm. You could Mm -hmm. have done anything Mm -hmm. except get into an argument with someone Mm -hmm. whose opinion you will not change. Right. You know, and, uh, and, and, you know, I talk about this a lot. We, you know, that we see the fact that people tend to think that their computer monitor, you know, whether it's your, your phone, your, your computer, they think it's like a shield. Yes. They can say whatever they want, you know, and, 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 you know, and then you have the people of first amendment, you know, okay, whatever. Um, But what gets me is like the name calling. I mean, I've had people call me an idiot. I'm like, really, I don't even know who you are. How can you call me an idiot? We've never met, Um, you know, and, and it's like, but, but yeah, you know, the second we engage, is just the the horrible thing, Um, you know, and, and because that does, I mean, you know, it's for some people that can live on, especially if it is a work environment type of thing. Um, You know, I, I I gave this example years ago when, when this happened, where a friend of mine posted, you know, that, that she hated her job. She hated the people she worked with, you know, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And so a coworker of hers, of course, printed it. Mm-hmm. And and there's a variety of ways you can do that. I mean, anybody who thinks you can't print, no, you know, you, I mean, even if you're just doing a screenshot. Yes. And and you know, that little person went trotting into their boss and went, looky, lucky. Right. And that person lost their job. You know, mm-hmm. and and her, you know, she was saying, Well, but it was my private space. I had the right to post it. Well, sure, but there's nothing that's private. Yeah. It, you know, and and I think that's the thing that so many people forget is. I don't care what your settings are. I don't care about any of that. Like I said, that person printed it. Um, right. you know, and, and so if you don't want the world to see it now or in the future, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nothing is private mm-hmm. if you put it online. Right. You know, and it's hard because, mm-hmm. you know, there are times where we see something and we think, oh my gosh, we need to, we need to respond. We need to, you know, defend the defendless, you know, all right. of those various things. And, you know, yes, you obviously, you know, if, if you feel like you need to, then, you know, but, but just always be aware that there can be ramifications. Yes, there are repercussions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a wide, 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 mm-hmm. wide world out there right. with varying opinions mm-hmm. on and the spectrum is, is wide mm-hmm. and it's deep. Right. So mm-hmm. you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just a fan of keeping my opinion to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless someone solicits it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what the saying is, right? If somebody wants your opinion, mm-hmm. they'll ask for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and then you decide, okay, it, where and how am I responding? Right. Um, because like I get tagged on, you know, now I have turned tagging off. I mean, you know, that's, that's <laughs> one of those things, but yeah, people will in a post say, Hey, Deb Creer, what do you think? Yes. And I'm like, no, not going there. <laughs> And, and, and I've learned, I don't even respond right. positive, negative, whatever, because then you get drug into it. Um, you know, and, right. and so, yeah, it's just like, no, no. Yeah. I find that on LinkedIn sometimes also that people will do that to me, you know, at Deb Wheatman mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. at Deb Wheatman is not available. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and, 
and it's it's funny. I've I've asked people, you know, why do you do that? And they say, well, because I wanted your opinion, right. or you know, more than likely, they've wanted to get to your network, and so by tagging you, of course, it it shows up to them. But exactly. you know, yeah, it's like, nah, don't tag me if I don't if if it doesn't pertain to me. That's just right. that's just not cool, right? No, I totally agree with you. And again, all of these things do sort of echo back, if you will, to your brand. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you're trying to achieve for mm-hmm. yourself? And how can these things, if if they can at all, evangelize that? Mm-hmm. How can they, how are they supporting that brand? Right. And if you can't come up with a really mm-hmm. good answer, a solid positive answer of mm-hmm. how that's happening, then I say leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously the world was a heck of a lot easier in a lot of ways before social. I mean, it's yeah. fun, you know, but, but yeah, you know, when we didn't have to worry about that, you know, it's just, right. yeah. You know, and, and, and I guess my philosophy, and I really do live by the philosophy of it's a hundred percent public. So whatever I post could be seen by my clients, by my mother, by, you know, and, and so it's like, okay, you know, what am I comfortable with them seeing? Right. Exactly. And, and that's the thing I sort of, I call it like the grandma test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be okay if your grandma sees this? Mm-hmm. Right. And if the answer is no, mm-hmm. then maybe you should rethink mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're posting mm-hmm. or you're about to say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's good to sort of take a pregnant pause, walk mm-hmm. away right, and then come back and see if you still feel the mm-hmm. same way about mm-hmm. posting. Right. right. Sometimes I think people do things in the rush of the moment. I know mm-hmm. I'm sometimes guilty of that, but, mm-hmm. and I think we all are to some degree, like you feel like the immediate thing comes in and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I got to respond mm-hmm. right away. But really it's better to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to cool right. off based on what you're mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. and come back to it with a fresh set mm-hmm. of eyes when you've had time to ingest it, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. You know, and sometimes it does help to actually put it down on paper. Um, you know, and, and, but it's kind of like the old email thing, you know, if you're, be careful about hitting reply all, all of those things, you can write it, Mm -hmm. but then delete it, Right. Um, you know, and, and so like, if I'm needing to vent, I will do things like write it. And so I'll write it in word because I don't want it to accidentally go out on Facebook or, um, you know, if, if I'm writing an email, I don't have anybody in the address field. So that way it doesn't accidentally go to them. Um, you know, and, and then, Usually, you know, 24 hours, you know, is, is a pretty good, if I, like I said, if I, you know, like you were saying, if you still feel the same way, then maybe, you know, but, but by then you will have, you're calmed enough to maybe go back and reword things. So saying you idiot might be changed to dear sir. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for your unsolicited comment. Yes, yes. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean it's just and and because we it's it's funny I think people also tend to think that they have a professional brand that can be separate from their personal brand. And yeah, I agree with you. No, no, no you have a brand. Exactly. The two things are very much intertwined. Mm-hmm. And they are not separate. Right. Right. They're connected, Mm -hmm. just like your personal life Mm -hmm. and your professional life are also in some Mm -hmm. ways connected, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Because if you're happy personally, Mm -hmm. it connects or spills Mm -hmm. over, if you will, into your professional Mm -hmm. life. The reverse also Mm -hmm. holds true. If Mm -hmm. you are happy professionally, that spills over into Mm -hmm. your personal life. Your brand, the one brand, Mm -hmm. they are intertwined. Mm Right. You know, and we've all had it happen where, sure. you know, you're, you have a family member or a friend. So someone that you're not professionally right. associated with, but somebody says, Hey, tell me about Deborah, you know, and, 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 and I have had that happen. And sometimes it's been family members that I've thought, mm. and so what I do is I say, I've not worked with them professionally. It wouldn't be appropriate for me to reply. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you, you never know. And, and, but more importantly, you also never know when they might be such a great advocate for you. Absolutely. You know, maybe you are a volunteer in your church group, you know, and you do all this work and somebody asks the minister or somebody else there, hey, I'm thinking of hiring this person. Tell me a little bit about them. Or do you have any recommendations for people? And they're like, oh my gosh, you have to talk to so-and-so. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, there's a brand. Correct. 
And, you know, when we work with people when careers to write, um, when we have clients and we work with Mm -hmm. them on their brand, that's one of Mm -hmm. the first things we do is we help Mm -hmm. them understand, here's what your brand is. Here's mm-hmm. how you're going to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. Here are the things that you should be saying mm-hmm. verbally. Here's what it's going to look like in mm-hmm. writing so that there is a connection. There mm-hmm. is a story. It's meaningful and it delivers mm-hmm. measurable and actionable information mm-hmm. that people can attach themselves right. to. Right. And that's your thought leadership, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's part of what your brand is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and, and you just mentioned something that that you know is is very important. Sometimes it is so incredibly beneficial to work with someone else. Um, That's why it's good to have someone write your resume, why it is good to have someone work on your brand, because we don't brag about ourselves, you know, even if you're the the major league hockey star or whatever, you know, there are certain things that we don't. And having that person that you're working with, that advocate to say, tell me about X, that's what really gets us to the true story. Oh, absolutely. And and the reason why it's good to get that outside perspective is because it's very hard for people to talk about themselves in that right. way, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of almost like gratuitous and mm-hmm. you feel, oh, I don't really feel like mm-hmm. talking about myself that way. I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. promoting myself in mm-hmm. that manner. That's why people struggle right. when they write their bio, when mm-hmm. they write their resume. They're, they're not good at mm-hmm. talking about themselves in a way it makes them feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. having an outside having an outside person mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. and you sharing your story your information with that person really allows mm-hmm. the writer mm-hmm. to capture the essence of you mm-hmm. Through someone else's eyes, mm-hmm. which is why when I work with people, I speak with them on the phone mm-hmm. so I can learn about them. I can right. learn about their likes, mm-hmm. their dislikes, mm-hmm. which is also really important. Mm-hmm. What drives them? Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that make them unique mm-hmm. so that a meaningful story can be told mm-hmm. that not only illustrates their brand, but mm-hmm. also in especially in the cases of when either A, you're a business owner and you're looking for new mm-hmm. business and you're pursuing, you're in pursuit. Or if you're an employee looking for a new role, Mm -hmm. it's a demonstration that past performance indicative of future success. Mm -hmm. And these achievements are the answer to how you're going to solve a client or employer's problem. Right. You know, one of the things that, that I'm always asked, and I'm not always sure what to say, is how do you deal with the negatives? You know, whether it's that you got fired from a job, your business went bankrupt, you know, all of these various things, I mean, it, we, we shouldn't ignore them. They happened. But how do you deal with something negative in, in somebody's story? So, you know, it's a great question. I like to reverse engineer these things. Okay. Because everything, mistakes are good. Mm-hmm. You can't get better. You right. can't learn and you can't mm-hmm. grow without mistakes. Mm-hmm. Lord knows I make tons of mistakes. I know. I, I like to think I'm perfect, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have no, I have no such illusion. Um, <laughs> so mistakes are a good thing. Mm-hmm. How you talk about them, though, and how you present them, instead of positioning it as like, well, this failed. Mm-hmm. It's not about the failure, mm-hmm. right? Here's what I learned from my experience. Mm-hmm. Here's how I applied mm-hmm. that learning. Right. And here's how I'm going to continue mm-hmm. to apply it in the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's in the case, maybe if your business mm-hmm. failed, maybe if you didn't have a good experience or a project didn't do well, right? Mm-hmm. And and there were a number of things and, and like anything with projects, anything, it's not one person. Mm-hmm. You know, one person by him or herself mm-hmm. can't bring down they can't bring down the housing market. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. It's a number of people and mm-hmm. just a lot of other factors that mm-hmm. influence these situations. Mm-hmm. So in that specific instance, it would be, here's the learning that we got mm-hmm. out of, out of this particular, you know, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. failure. Mm-hmm. Here's how we applied it to correct mm-hmm. things. Right. So it's not just about a failure mm-hmm. or a fault or something that you don't do right. It's about taking that and saying, here's how I did it. Here's mm-hmm. how I fixed it. Mm-hmm. And here's what I did moving forward right. to make positive changes. Mm-hmm. That's the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Right. And you always get that question in an interview, you right? You, you know, so you Deborah, do. tell do. me about a time when you failed and, and what the result was. Right. And so you better have a good answer. And, you know, I love it when people are like, 
well, I don't make mistakes. I've had people tell me that. I'm like, seriously? I mean, and and I'll tell you right there, I'm like, Mm-mm, that person's not working for me. Right. Um, because it, there's there's a, a, another pathology that's going on with that. Um, yeah. You know, if they honestly don't believe that they've ever made mistakes, now they could be joking. I mean, you know, that's that's the whole thing. But right, we always get that question in an interview. Yeah. You know, that tell me about one of your biggest failures and and how you 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 know turned it around. Exactly, and you know, one of the worst things to say, frankly, is you know this sort of trite answer when mm-hmm. people say, "What is something that you're not good at?" or something mm-hmm. like that. You know. People have a habit of using things mm-hmm. that are not really, that are either non-answers mm-hmm. or that are just like demonstrate that you haven't put any forethought or you mm-hmm. can't, you know, that you have no self, you're not self-aware enough mm-hmm. to understand that you have failures, right. right? The best one is, you know, tell me what something that you're not good at. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a perfectionist. Okay. That's not an answer. I'm sorry. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not a good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come up with something real. It's mm-hmm. okay. Nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Come up with something, but also have the answer mm-hmm. to what you did to correct yes. it. Mm-hmm. That's, again, that's the secret mm-hmm. sauce. It's okay to fail. It's mm-hmm. okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. As long as you recognize them and you take the appropriate measures mm-hmm. to correct them, mm-hmm. you will come off, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. so much more genuine. Mm-hmm. And also as a real person, you're right. not a robot. Mm-hmm. So by that logic, you need to take the steps to really understand, take an inventory. Mm -hmm. What are the things that I like or Mm -hmm. love even? What don't I like? Because those in that area, that's the place where you're going to find the things where perhaps you made an error because it's not something that you're really necessarily connected to, Mm -hmm. either from a professional or a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and one of the things that I've seen with, with people is they throw somebody under the bus, yes. you know, or, and, or maybe even just the, the overall situation, you know, telling somebody, well, my, my business went bankrupt, you know, you've applied for a job. My business went bankrupt because of COVID. Right. No. I mean, you know, that was an underlying factor right. and clearly they're going to do the math and they're going to figure out, okay, this happened during COVID, but you know, it shouldn't be, nobody came to my store. Nobody ordered my right. food, yada, yada, yada. You know, it, it it should be. Here's what we tried to do, and it just didn't work. Um, right. You know, and, and sometimes that's that's where you end it. You know, it's just like we just we tried as hard as we could and couldn't make it work. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, to your point, COVID is a symptom, mm-hmm. right? And and when you do have a business, of course, it's there's multiple factors that mm-hmm. go into its success mm-hmm. or ultimate failure. Right. And there are a number of things that drive that effort, mm-hmm. right? So if in fact it did fail, fail, which is sad, mm-hmm. but what lessons did you take away from it that mm-hmm. you can then apply in a new environment to ensure that the things that you did in the past mm-hmm. are not repeatable processes mm-hmm. that you'll bring somewhere else? Right. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because we see uh, in a lot of cases, the throwing under the bus, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's really funny. We see that with our politicians, right? Yes. You know, and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your blog right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's yes, other people pertain. I mean, you know, like you said, you know, where we, but, but at the same point, it really should be, you know, that, 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 you know, here is, here's what I did, um, you know, and, and, but, yeah, it's and and then sometimes I do the opposite of that, you know. Rather than taking the accolades, and and I know this. I mean, this is one of those things that goes on in my head. You know, somebody says, "Hey, Deb, you did a great job on this." Often, one of the first things out of my mouth was, "I have a great team around me," mm-hmm. and you know, yes, that's true. But why is that not something I should be doing? Well, you're the driver, right? Mm -hmm. So you're the person that's driving the car. Mm -hmm. And certainly people have great teams around Mm -hmm. them, of Mm -hmm. course. And those people serve to support the whole effort, Mm -hmm. but you're the brain trust. Mm -hmm. Without your thought leadership, without all of the ideas and all of the wonderful things you bring Mm-hmm. So you're the party planner. Mm-hmm. These people are setting up the chairs. Mm-hmm. They are, and this doesn't minimize their contribution. Right. They're making amazing contributions, mm-hmm. but you, the fire is yours. Mm-hmm. And taking that 
taking that and, mm-hmm. em- and owning that mm-hmm. and embracing that mm-hmm. and making sure people know that you're the Mac daddy mm-hmm. or the Mac mommy mm-hmm. in this case, that's important. Mm-hmm. Take ownership, take credit mm-hmm. for the wonderful things that you've done, for the successes that you've had. Mm-hmm. Of course, nobody's operating in a vacuum. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. We have teams, we have people that support us. And mm-hmm. yes, in fact, without them, would it have been harder? Mm-hmm. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Would it have been impossible? Likely not. Mm-hmm. Likely yeah. not. I mean, it, it is funny. It is one of those things that I do. I automatically deflect to, you know, and 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 it is because I'm, you know, I am surrounded by a good team. Sure. And I think probably, you know, what I need to do is there needs to be two words out of my mouth immediately. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> then I can say, I've got a great team, you know, and, and things like that. But yes, acknowledge that, you know what? It it was me. It was yes. me. It was all me. <laughs> Take the ownership of your success. Mm-hmm. Believe me. And I say this to people all the time. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, believe me when mm-hmm. I tell you there is somebody standing over there mm-hmm. who will be happy to right. do mm-hmm. Happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Take the ownership of the things that you do really well. You've built an mm-hmm. amazing thing. Be proud of it mm-hmm. and thank you for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it, right. It really is those two words. Thank you. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and so, but yeah, because especially if there was a team, you know, if you don't acknowledge them, that looks weird too. I mean, that yes, that's, that's real egotistical. Um, yeah. but yeah, acknowledge that yes. you you were a good leader. Um, and then exactly. then go on. So correct. Cool. Well, you know, the last 18 months, topsy-turvy, everything just went totally wonka-doo. And, you know, I love the people that say, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. No, not going to happen. You know, with my health, one of the things that I talk about is it's normal. It's my new normal. And it's definitely going to be that way with the employment and and business world. Um, Yes, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, it really is. I mean, you know, there's just so many things like people are being interviewed remotely. How yep. do you deal with that? Um, you know, how do you ask? I mean, the, the negotiations that we went through two years ago are, are not happening anymore. Um, you know, salary negotiations, you know, okay, well, you know, this, this company is based in Chicago, but I live out in Iowa. How do I negotiate that salary? I mean, all of those things. So tell us, you know, I just, I just covered like 50 million questions (laughs) right there. Tell us just kind of some of the highlights of, of a lot of the things that you have seen because of the pandemic. Sure. So, you know, as we know, the pandemic has sort of upended our thinking. Mm-hmm. It, if it has taught us nothing, it has taught us the fragility of life. Right. And that for a lot of people, a lot of job seekers, a lot of business owners, whatever, the mm-hmm. things that perhaps maybe people have been neglecting, family, friends, whatever, they've done other things in favor of their mm-hmm. job, they're no longer doing that. Mm-hmm. They are taking stock and taking a really hard look at their life and saying, mm-hmm life is too short and I need to rethink and reimagine mm-hmm. how I'm going to be moving forward in this new normal, right? right. Because it is a new normal and we're never going back mm-hmm. to the before times. Mm-hmm. We're just not, No, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so you need to understand and then move forward from there. So as mm-hmm. far as let's just talk about negotiations for a mm-hmm. minute, because that's something that I do extensively for people. Mm-hmm. I help them negotiate because people have a habit of saying, well, they gave me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? That means you didn't ask for enough. Right. And, and women, of course, day. are even worse about that. Oh, Lord, mm-hmm. have mercy. Mm-hmm. Women are so guilty. Yes. I have helped people get $50,000 mm-hmm. more. Than they started. I've mm-hmm. helped them, help them get clothing allowances. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can't negotiate. Right. And oh, at yeah. The end of the, yeah. At the end of the day, don't just accept what's offered to you. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're working in Idaho mm-hmm. and the job is in California. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can still do the job remotely. And a mm-hmm. lot of companies now, as we know, mm-hmm. they are going either all remote or mm-hmm. partially remote, or they're doing three days right. out, two days mm-hmm. in. They're doing, they're looking at they're they're looking not only at their footprint, mm-hmm. right, in terms of their infrastructure, mm-hmm. where they work, but mm-hmm. they're also looking at their com- commuting patterns mm-hmm. and other things of their employees. Mm-hmm. So they can say, well, you know what, this person lives in this area and they're not going to necessarily have to come to the office. This person doesn't need to come mm-hmm. in and they don't want to work in the office anyway. Mm-hmm. Or what about the people, Deb, that moved? Right. I have a oh, lot yeah. of clients mm-hmm. that moved mm-hmm. during the right. pandemic. 
They uh-huh. worked in Manhattan. They moved to Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And they're like, I have no intention of going back to the mm-hmm. office. And yeah. you know what? And mm-hmm. if my employer says mm-hmm. to me, I have to return to the office, I am going to right. quit. Right. It's the mass exodus. You know, all of yes. these various things. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of articles about that. Yep. And it's true. And it's mm-hmm. totally happening. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people who have done that. Mm-hmm. They've either left because mm-hmm. like one company, this was an interesting thing. They actually took a survey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, of their employees. Mm-hmm. And the survey came back and 90% of the employees did not want to go back to the office. Mm-hmm. They were doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. They were they were very happy. Mm-hmm. The work was being done. It was productive. Mm-hmm. Everything was humming along. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. The employer took the survey. This is the, the responses they got. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, everybody has to return to the office effective this date. And so they all went. You take a survey? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. If that's what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those people quit. Mm-hmm. A lot of them quit right. because they were like, well, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll take my chances. I'm mm-hmm. going to look for a new job where I can continue to do mm-hmm. the work, contribute, mm-hmm. add value and do it from the comfort of my couch. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and and I mean, I it's. It's one of those good and bad scenarios. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously horrible that this happened. Yes. But it's given us so many different things that we can, as you were saying, negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you are going from, you know, Manhattan to Idaho. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah your salary is going to be an issue. I mean, you know, and, and there's that's going to be interesting to watch to see how really all that shakes down. But, you know, like you were saying, you can negotiate everything. So you look at them and say, okay. You have to provide me a computer, good Wi-Fi, this, that, everything else. Um, you know, I, I remember when the pandemic first hit, I saw somebody and they said, you know, I'm sitting on a bar stool at my kitchen table because I don't even have a good chair. Yeah. And it's like, no, you know, so, so you get an office allowance or, right. you know, something yep. so that you can, can work from home. And, you know, clearly there are, there are employment laws that end up, you know, and, and tax ramifications and all sorts of stuff like that. And, um, you know, and I've talked with several people about this, but you know, just it's it's like any negotiation. If they say, "Hey, Deborah, we're going to pay you fifty thousand dollars and give you four weeks of a vacation," you know, you can. I mean, I've gone back before and and told people, you know, what I I am under my husband's insurance, and so you know that's an expense you are not going to have. Yeah. I know you might not be able to increase my salary, but I went three more days off. Yeah, right. at the very least, they're going to tell you no. But more right. importantly, if they want you. You've got a pretty good bargaining chip. You do. The mm-hmm. other thing that I encourage people to do is when they do negotiate on their own behalf, mm-hmm. let's say it's for a position, you know, a new role, for example, mm-hmm. I encourage them, go to the market, mm-hmm. go do your research. Research yep. will set you free. Mm-hmm. Don't just go to them and say, I want 50. Mm-hmm. That's, that sounds like you right. pulled the number out of thin air. Mm-hmm. I did the research on the market. I have looked at various sites. I've spoken Mm -hmm. to peers and other people that Mm -hmm. work in similar or the same position in other Mm -hmm. companies. And from my estimation and my research has told me Mm -hmm. that this position, the salary band is 56,652 to 63,242. Right. No one's going to question you. Mm -hmm. You know why? If you say that with conviction, Mm -hmm. the question is not going to be where did you get that number? From? Right. It's, it's going to be oh. specific. Mm-hmm. Right. To mm-hmm. have that question. Mm-hmm. Right. It's through your research. Mm-hmm. So by that logic, I am looking for something that's closer to mm-hmm. the fifty-six range. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that to see if that's something mm-hmm. that we can do? Right. And through those efforts, I have personally gotten people tens of thousands mm-hmm. more on their base. Right. Relocation right. packages, as I mentioned mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. clothing allowances. There is nothing that you cannot negotiate. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, and it is going to be weird with people working remotely. Sure. Um, you know, because, you know, if, if when you're doing your research, I mean, you might discover, you're, you are going to discover that cost of living, all of those things in someplace, you know, Iowa is very different than cost of living in Manhattan. So are they going to pay you a Manhattan salary or an Iowa salary? I mean, you know, that's, that really is going to be a lot of very interesting conversations, but but again, you know, if they say, okay, we're going to pay you at that Iowa rate and you know, everybody else you're working with is at the Manhattan rate. Well, that does give you, that gives you a negotiating thing also. Um, Absolutely. And I actually read something just the other day 
um, about this very thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one very big company is doing a pay adjustment for people mm-hmm. that are working from home mm-hmm. that are not commuting. And they're in California, which- right. Now, if anybody knows mm-hmm. anything about California law, you know. Oh, yeah. But California law leads everybody else. That's yes. what ends up happening. Yeah. So they're going to do an adjustment, not a tremendous adjustment. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's an opportunity for you to negotiate that. Mm-hmm. If right. they're telling you they're going to adjust your salary, mm-hmm. well, you know what? Negotiate on your own behalf mm-hmm. and get it closer to either A, mm-hmm. what you were earning before, mm-hmm. or even more. It's mm-hmm. up to you to demonstrate why the salary is justified. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I encourage people present a 30, 60, 90 day plan, mm-hmm. present things about all of the wonderful work that you've mm-hmm. done to shore up right. and bolster your, your position mm-hmm. for the money. If you're delivering a lot of revenue, let's say mm-hmm. to a company, mm-hmm. you're driving sales. Right. There's no reason why you should take a hit. Mm-hmm. You're, you're mm-hmm. actually generating revenue mm-hmm. and you're delivering or over delivering mm-hmm. on the company's goals. Right. You know, it doesn't matter where you're working then. Mm-hmm. You're still doing the same job, same level. And therefore, in your mind, mm-hmm. the pay is justified. Right. Let's talk about people though, that maybe mm-hmm. don't have an impact that way on the bottom mm-hmm. line, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they're a cost center or something else. Mm-hmm. Still, even those people, they're delivering a lot of value. It's just mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. It necessarily, or not necessarily can be quantified in the same way, mm-hmm. but there is a value mm-hmm. intrinsic and extrinsic, and right. extrinsic for the company mm-hmm. that you should be looking at mm-hmm. and tapping into as part of those negotiations. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and then one of the things I'm, I'm starting to see are the companies that laid people off and now are bringing them back. Right. And, you know, I, I had an interesting discussion with a young woman and it was, it was a group discussion. And she was saying, you know, she, she, she actually chose to leave the company and she said, right. but she was glad it was toxic environment, yada, yada, yada. And they have now come back to her and said, we need you back. Right. And she has started her own business. She's loving it. She's a consultant. And we said, oh, ding, ding. Um, you know, and, and we told her, we said, you have the greatest negotiating place that, that you can sure. be at because they came to you. And, you know, and, and we said, you know, you and, and she said, but I didn't really like it there. And we said, OK, first of all, if you didn't like it there, things won't have changed. Right. You know, so it's not going to matter if they quadruple your salary. Eh, maybe um, that, you know, to, to go back. I mean, that 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 environment still exists. But, you know, we told her, we said, you know, now you can go back and you can say, OK, I want to come back as a consultant. Right. And because you're not going to have overhead, you're not going to have insurance, you're not going to have this, that and everything else. I'm going to charge you one hundred dollars an hour but I'm only going to work for 20 hours a week or whatever. And we, you know, and, and she really did have one of the best places that she could come from in, in being able to negotiate because they came back to her. Now, if she'd gone to them, it would have been a little bit different. But yeah. when they came and said, Hey, we want to hire you back. It was like, Oh, sweetie, the sky's the limit. <laughs> right. And that's true. And, you know, to your point, right. She knows what she's getting herself right. into. She mm-hmm. said it was toxic before. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changing. No, no. The only thing that's changing mm-hmm honestly, is her status mm-hmm. as a consultant. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have as much skin in the game anymore. Right. right? Mm-hmm. If it's, if she decides this is information, she's a consultant, she could just mm-hmm. say, you know what, I'm not interested in doing mm-hmm. this any longer and I'm out. I have mm-hmm. my consulting business. I'm mm-hmm. working with these clients, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The consulting that, that title, if you mm-hmm. will, gives her a lot of latitude mm-hmm. to sort of step away and put up, you know, that, that barrier, if you mm-hmm. will, between her mm-hmm. and the company right. that caused her to leave in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I think we're going to see a lot of that happening where people left their job either by choice or or by, you know, layoffs and things like that during the pandemic and companies are going to decide, you know, we don't need those as full-time employees. You know, they have discovered Hey, you know, this this person, you know, because they weren't commuting, because they weren't doing this, they weren't doing that. Their eight-hour day is now a six-hour day. Right. And, and so they're, you know, companies are going to use that to negotiate too, to be able to say, okay, we want you to come back, but it's only going to be six hours and, and all of those things. And you know, that is, you know, some of those things you do, you know, potentially need to talk with an employment lawyer because there are definitely things where you're not a consultant, you are an employee. I mean, you know, and that those have tax ramifications. So you yes. always want to pay attention to those things. But you know, it's I think in the next year-ish, we're going to see a total reconfiguration of many businesses. 
I agree. And it's funny because I just wrote about this, I think it was last week, mm-hmm. people t- having two jobs mm-hmm. because right. they work from home mm-hmm. and doing neither well, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they're operating at you know 50% mm-hmm. and getting by mm-hmm. in both, but they're, mm-hmm. they're taking in two salaries. Mm-hmm. So there's that as well because Big Brother is not watching mm-hmm. if you're working from home. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're working from home mm-hmm. and you're doing the remote work, and mm-hmm. this is not everybody, of course, but mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that there are people that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone wrote to me about their experience mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. it. And, you know, basically I said, you're going to back to brand mm-hmm. when they find out, mm-hmm. when one of them finds out and they will, mm-hmm. your brand reputation is ruined. Right. Mm-hmm. Pick a role mm-hmm. that you feel connected to. Mm-hmm that has the elements you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Make your list. Mm-hmm. Company A has these things mm-hmm. and it's this compensation and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Company B has this and, and pick mm-hmm. and stop, stop doing these things. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing to be doing that as a consultant, right? but oh, you know, if you're, if you're trying, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and, um, especially if you are an employee for for both, and uh, you know, and, and I think companies are going to say, "Hey, we're going to cut you down to part time." Um, you know, and, and they might use the hybrid as as an excuse sure. to say, "You know, you're not coming in." And so it really is, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting. And what's going to happen is we'll see the big guys. Um, you know, it's it's been interesting. Like, yeah, it, I think it was Amazon that said, "Y'all are coming back," and they all went, "Ew." No, and they stood their ground, and I haven't heard recently if they have said, "Okay, um, you know." And 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 clearly, there are companies and situations, even you know, within companies where it's better to have people together. Sure. Um, you know, it depends on what you're doing and, and yeah. all of those things. But you know, it, it it really does come back to what we were talking about earlier. People are rethinking. You know what what is you know what is important to them. You know, for some people, they absolutely love, they absolutely thrive being in an office environment. Yeah. And if they're told, hey, you know, we're not having you come back in, they might go, oh, then, then I am going to look elsewhere. Right. I want to find a place where I'm in office. And, you know, the other thing I would say that we didn't, we didn't talk about, but I think is really a critical point. What about the younger generation, right? Mm-hmm. For those people, I'm all in favor of a work mm-hmm. from home situation. I've right. worked from home for the past 18 years. Mm-hmm. My husband works from home. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know a ton of people who work from mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. But what about people who are young? I have, you know, kids that have just entered the workforce, mm-hmm. two of them. Okay. One of whom left his initial job, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was working from home and he didn't have the ability. I mean, there were a number of reasons that mm-hmm. he left, but Part of the thing that drove the decision to leave mm-hmm. was he couldn't, he didn't know what was going on. He right. couldn't get any help. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go like mm-hmm. this to talk to someone mm-hmm. behind him mm-hmm. and say, you know, mm-hmm. hey, what do I do right. about this? Mm-hmm. So that lack of ability to get direction mm-hmm. and help in your first job, mm-hmm. those are formative times right. for young mm-hmm. people. And being in the office sets the tone not mm-hmm. only for social, mm-hmm. you know, success, if mm-hmm. you will. But also, you know, professional business mm-hmm. success and setting people up so they have the opportunity mm-hmm. to grow and learn from those around them. So for young people, I think it's critically right. important mm-hmm. that they have that in that they have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, he has since accepted another job. That job is also remote, but only till January. Mm-hmm. Then he's mm-hmm. going to an office. Mm-hmm. And I gotta be honest, he's happy about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. Wants to yeah. go see other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've seen stories of people who know that they did not get a promotion or something like that because yeah. they weren't in the office. Let's be honest, sucking up, um, right. you know, or just being in that social thing, you know, the, the chit chatting with the boss at the water cooler, you know, all of those various things. I mean, those do pertain uh, in in many cases to this, and you know, and, and that's I oh. thought that was very interesting. It's the you know, I'm I I'm yeah. not getting promoted because I'm working from home, and I'm like, ooh. I um, talked about it actually. Um, I just did a, uh, I did an interview for an article, and one of the things I talked about was the importance of getting that FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Whether you decide you're going to go in once a month, mm-hmm. once every three weeks, right. 
you know, twice, you know, mm-hmm. every other week. Remind him that you exist as a real you person. To, yes. Mm-hmm. You can't just stay at home because you will thwart your mm-hmm. efforts for promotion, mm-hmm. as you just pointed out, mm-hmm. or maybe something else, a bonus, mm-hmm. whatever, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. And yep. that absolutely still holds true in an mm-hmm. office environment. Right. Oh, yeah. You need to you know, be there. I think that's why we're we're probably going to go into hybrid where right. you know they're they're in for a couple of days and out. You know, I mean, and that's complicated. I mean, you know, if you're in the office sure. every Tuesday and Thursday, say, you know, you get there on Tuesday and you're like, ah, the file I need is on my desk at home. Right. <laughs> you know? And then you go, ah, the file that I need is on my desk at work. So I mean, people are gonna have to adapt and really sure. use the cloud. I mean, you know, that's that's gonna be something absolutely, um, you know, whether it's your company's internal cloud or or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it really is a fascinating time for all of this, uh, you know, and, and I think it's just, it's, 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 it really, it's, it's, it's fun. I don't know if that's the right word to watch all of this. And maybe it's because I don't have to deal with it, <laughs> but, but it is, I think we are going to see a lot of major, major shifts in businesses. It's, you know, it's, it's like the industrial revolution, yes. but you know, now it's out of pandemic revolution. I don't know what, you know, but, but yeah, it's, there's going to be a lot of changes. It's inevitable. And mm-hmm. you know what? Change is not a bad thing. No. With every situation, mm-hmm. you know, even even the pandemic, mm-hmm. you learn new things. Right. And you learn to adapt, mm-hmm. you learn to change, and mm-hmm. you learn to incorporate the new ways of working mm-hmm. into the style that you have. Right. And that becomes the, that becomes the mm-hmm. new normal. Right, right. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, Deborah, we are almost at the top of the hour. See, this is why I set the timer because we could right. just keep going forever. Um, but tell people how they work with you and, and, and talk a little bit about the services that you guys provide. Sure. So we're a brand management company. We help people manage, maintain, develop, and grow their brands. Mm-hmm. We primarily work at the C-suite or those people just rising to that mm-hmm. level, as well as people pursuing board-level work. Okay. The process is through consultation. Mm-hmm. So there are no worksheets or any of this kind of thing. I speak with people directly so I can learn about them, what makes them excited, mm-hmm. what they don't like, all the things that make people wonderful. Mm-hmm. From that call, um, their, their resume, their board resume, their bio, their LinkedIn, all of these things are prepared. Mm -hmm. We iterate on that. So any changes can be made. Once it's finalized, you have a set of documents and tools Mm -hmm. that present your brand Mm -hmm. across in writing, again, online, and then the things that you deliver verbally. Mm -hmm. So that's how we work. It is a relationship. And I would Mm -hmm. like to think that, I mean, I have a lot of relationships that I've built over the past 17 Mm -hmm. years with thousands and thousands of clients. Mm -hmm. And it has been so gratifying. I've loved every minute of it. Learning about people and seeing them move to their new levels of success, Mm -hmm. it really is a wonderful thing. And I stay in touch with people. And I think in addition to delivering on that, that brand promise for them, the thing that I really get the most out of, and I know my clients get the most out of, is that relationship that we build together mm-hmm. so that I can continue to advise them over time. I'm not going to just write for someone or advise them and wish them well. Mm-hmm. I will always wish them well, but that's mm-hmm. not the point. Right. The point is to work with people, get mm-hmm. to know them, and make mm-hmm. sure that I can continue to deliver value. Mm-hmm. Great. I love it. And your website is? Uh, CareersDoneRightWRITE.com. Perfect. I love it. And if they want to reach out and connect with you, how do they do that? They can do that via email at Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, at careersdoneright.com. That's probably the best way to reach me. Also, if they want to reach me, I have a very heavy presence on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I'm one of, I mean, probably Wheatman is not a common last name. Mm -hmm. If they just put Deborah Wheatman, Mm D-E-B-R-A, Wheatman in LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. I will show up there. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And and of course, you have a great online presence. And so even if somebody is just wondering, just look to see what a great online presence looks like. Yes, I do. I do post a lot on LinkedIn. I publish a weekly video. Mm-hmm. I publish articles. I have a blog that I've written for the past 17 years on the Careers Done Right website. So there's a lot of content out there uh, that people can avail themselves of if they want to just get you know mm-hmm. a tutorial about something. Great. Yeah, you know? fabulous information. You know that it, it is such a great resource. Thank you. Perfect. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. If you want your next client, if you want your next opportunity, just keep going. It's out there. Leverage your network. There's only four ways to look for work, Deb. It's online. It's through your network. It's direct to company. It's through recruiters. Mm -hmm. Your network is the best way, the best way, hands down, for either a job 
or for a new client. People don't endorse people that they don't feel a connection to Uh because it's reputation management. If you endorse someone that is not that you don't know or you Uh can't vouch for, no one's going to do that. That's why building your network and, and presenting yourself as a thought leader is so important. Perfect. I love it. Well, I have been having an absolutely delightful conversation Thanks. with Deborah Wheatman. Can't wait to do it again. I'm Deb Creer. And until everyone have until the next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.